I'm Stephen Downey, and this is episode 25 of the Mindful Living Guide. This week, I had the absolute pleasure to talk to a person who's been fundamental in my journey uh, to and meditation, and that is Debbie Boyle. She is a beautiful, beautiful soul and runs Angelic Connections. We talk about all sorts of meditation and that, that she teaches and the classes and the energy uh, of the places that she teaches in even. Um, she gives us some great history about the Hill of Tara and she also talks about angels. So if you are interested in angels or angel meditation, this is the podcast for you to listen to. It's a beautiful, beautiful conversation and I'm really happy to share with you. Uh, in new, in terms of news, um, this is actually going to be the last, med- uh, last meditation, last podcast uh, for a couple of weeks. I will be taking a break and um, purely because I think every now and again we need to step back. I've been doing this is my 15th episode uh, in a row. Uh, So 15 weeks and uh, I think we've achieved a lot and and spoken to a lot of people and I'm just going to regroup and re-energize. So for today though, sit back and enjoy this beautiful angelic episode of The Mindful Living Guide. So you're very welcome to this week's episode of the Mindful Living Guide. I have the honor of being joined by a guest who I've wanted to talk to for a very long time because um, she's been part of my journey uh, through meditation and a very important part of that. And that lady's name is Debbie Boyle. Debbie is a healer, a holistic teacher, author of many holistic programs, courses, workshops, and the founder of Angelic Connections. Debbie, you are so welcome to the Mindful Living Guide. Thank you, Stephen. It's, it's a pleasure to be here. And thank you very much for that lovely introduction as well. Oh, thank you. It's it's all I, I just I love that there's always a beautiful glow from any time I talk to you. And uh, just the second we came on camera, you could just see it straight away. That uh, that beautiful energy that, that just flows from you. And I just know that our listeners will really get a lot from just talking about your journey. And I talk a lot about uh, mindfulness because that's my own background. But I love that uh, you've introduced me to angelic meditation as well and many different forms of uh, chakra meditation, chakra releases and just a lot of energy healing that um, I think our listeners may get a lot from it. But before we get into that, can we talk about your own journey? And I know that you haven't always been a healer uh, as this. How did you first get into meditation and into angelic meditation? Well, um, it was unexpected to say the very least it was never something I planned um, it was my it was true life experience at the time I was working as a, a guard detective guard um, and in a very busy uh, place and it was um, I had a lot of stuff going on in my life my own personal life and I was really having um, difficulties finding time for relaxation and I was quite stressed with everything that was happening so I had an inner knowing or an inner yearning that I needed to find something that was going to help me relax and just de-stress. And I was introduced to breathing exercises. Um, oh, this is way, way back. Um, and just for stress, I didn't realize it was meditation. In fact, I don't know if I would have done it because I wasn't really open to anything at that time. And so I started doing these breathing exercises. And after a few weeks, um, I noticed that 
I was a lot more relaxed and I had this sense of, um, I, it's very difficult to explain, but I had a, a, a sense or um, an inner knowing that I wasn't on my own, that there was something greater or, or something very loving or something happening inside me that made it easier to be here and to be happy. And I realized that for a long, long time, I had never felt kind of comfortable and I had been quite alone, even though I'd lost friends and family. I'd always felt quite alone and um, quite isolated in, in myself. And this all changed when I started these breathing exercises. Uh, to the extent that, although I was quite resistant at the start, by seeing after a few, and it was only a few days actually it took, a few weeks definitely I noticed the difference. I just didn't want to stop. And I was only doing a few minutes. Like it wasn't like I was sitting down doing hours. But even those at, at the start, it was only 10 or 15 minutes they became such a crucial part to my life and to my day. And I was, I was doing it for a long time, maybe a year to a year and a half before my spiritual gifts began to awaken with it. But in the meantime, um, having that sense of peace and a sense of um, ease was so foundational. It was like the most important thing I've ever experienced. You know, it was amazing. So that's how it started. Be a beautiful, so there was a beautiful energy that flowed that was always there. It yeah. was always deep inside you. Yeah. That was was released from that. And yeah. you've also you also um, do Reiki as well. And was that was that from the yeah. very beginning? Then as as uh, no, that, or was well, that to start? Well, well, um, what happened was I started after about eighteen months of, of doing this meditation. Yeah. I decided after a while that that's what I was doing. Yeah. <laughs> I was meditating um, and it was meditation. I understand that now. That's exactly what it was doing. I started to have an awareness out of nowhere um, about angels. So it was actually the, the angels that came in. I never had looked into them. I wasn't I wasn't a religious person. Um, I wasn't a spiritual person. In fact, I was quite lost. I was quite disconnected from everything. And it was it wasn't even after a very long period of time. It could have been after a few months. I became aware of angels and I remember speaking to a mentor somebody was really helping me at that time and they were saying oh this is that's very normal when you introduce meditation or breathing exercises that that would happen I don't think it happens for everyone but I think some people will have that experience um, and I became that was very covert because where I was working and everything else I wasn't shouting from the rooftops that I was going through this massive transformation but I was like researching and looking into it and wondering what was happening and it was so amazing um and i started seeing colors and i started having an awareness of um just being more of, uh, mindful of of my own self and the impact that working with this energy was having upon me and i started searching for something i didn't know what i was searching for um but i knew i, I at lunchtime i'd be going like walking around town and i was just looking for something something that would help and support me and i found crystals and um that might sound strange and I know I didn't have any idea what a crystal was or what it would do but I knew instinctively when I sat down to meditate that evening after I bought a lovely piece of amethyst which I absolutely adore I popped the amethyst on my head instinctively and I just for me I just work very well with that kind of energy and it was like sometimes I had struggled to meditate up until this point but from this point onwards it was just, it was so easy. It just, it, it was what I needed. It was a missing piece. And I, I went and researched about crystals and doing crystal courses. And it was from there I started. And my teacher was a Reiki master, Brian McCullen, lovely man in Enfield. And I, I started training with Reiki. And then I went on to do the angel training with him as well. 
Brilliant. And for people on, on the podcast that don't uh, can't, obviously can't see, there's a beautiful, beautiful amethyst crystal actually just behind your head at the moment. And, yeah, uh, and I'm just I, I remember actually when um, when I first got uh, into um, into meditation, and actually it's funny that I got into it through stress management as well, and it was about, about breathing. But um, I first yeah. did a, an eight-week uh, mindfulness course. But um, where I did it in Leakslip, it's, it's a, it was a yoga studio just behind this beautiful uh, little shop that sold crystals. And every day yeah. as I was going to this course, I'd actually go past this beautiful amethyst. And um, after I finished the course, I went back and I bought this beautiful. And do you know what? I'm terrible for the, the names of it. It's, it's like a lovely kind of curve and it's it wouldn't be a as, cluster. As plus, yeah, yeah. A beautiful, beautiful yeah. cluster. And um, it's always been a, a, a beautiful symbol as uh, as I yeah. as I grew in my, in my own meditation journey. And it's um, but it's 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 crystals have I, I like I I've many, many crystals in, in, in the house. And mm. my even it's it's amazing. My daughter, actually, she's turning 10 actually tomorrow. And um, she's had, I've always sensed this, that, like this energy about her that she loves it. But she's yeah. fascinated by all the different crystals and um, the different energies. So like for people that don't know anything about crystals, there's a different energy that comes off these crystals, isn't there? There is. They're amazing. Um there are crystals radiate uh, energy or, or uh, the vibration and we don't perceive it because we are solid form as is, is the crystals, but each individual crystal has its own unique frequency. And um, I would liken it, uh, and this might sound unusual, but I liken a crystal to uh, um, a living being. They evolve over thousands of years as opposed to us over a short lifespan in comparison. So we don't view the, the essence of the crystal for what it really is. Um, and they evolve, like for example, the amethyst, that gorgeous purple crystal I was speaking about, in a few thousand years, it will evolve into a citrine crystal, um, which is an amazing crystal for attracting abundance, prosperity, for um, solar energies. It's, it's, it's an amazing crystal. So they, they have a, a lifespan where they go through transformations or different periods. And each individual crystal has its unique properties and frequencies. Um, so, so you might find that for those that are interested in crystals, or even if you're looking to get in, become interested in crystals, um, you might find that you're very drawn to a particular color or for some inexplicable reason, you're very drawn to a type of crystal. And I would always say, listen to your intuition in relation to that. Um, and it, some people are very sensitive to energies. They'll naturally pick up and they'll be very aware of the energy of the crystal. But normally, like I know even a few years ago before I started working with them, I wouldn't have had a clue, really. Uh, it was just instinctive as I began my journey. But up until that point, no, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have known to look or or have an awareness. Um, so it can be difficult enough if you've if, if you've never done this work or, or if, if you're just listening and you're going, mm, I don't know about yeah. that. I would suggest maybe looking into it. Sorry. But, for, but for anyone that's listening and thinks, geez, how can crystals vibrate or anything? Just think back to your Casio watch that everybody has, those quartz watches. Yeah. Quartz yeah. is a crystal. And the reason that watch yeah. works is because it vibrates at an exact frequency that people know. And that's, exactly that's the science behind how your your actual Casio watch, your quartz watch yeah. that we all had in 1980s works. And uh, so there, there is real science behind the vibrations that come back, come behind here for anyone who is totally new for and kind of saying, what are they talking about? Like there is yeah. there's a, a, a big background behind it. The, um, there is. And to, to, to kind of move on to like the to meditation and your growth. Yeah. And I, I was... Um, I went to many of your classes in, in Castanoc and I've, I've seen you when you, you opened up uh, the open heart studio 
and it's sorry Heartwings, yeah. sorry Heartwings studio sorry yeah and um and then to to Tara as well and yeah I've always noticed that you've gotten great energy from anywhere that you've you've practiced and you've taught um you've got great energy from from the land and I know Tara yeah. I've I, myself personally that anytime I've practiced there um in your group that there's been an amazing energy can you tell me about mm. the energy that we can draw from where we practice well, this is a good, very good. Um, and thank you for, for bringing that up. Uh, Tara, the likes of sacred sites such as Tara, Ishnak, Lakru, um, for thousands of years, they would have been important sites to our uh, to our ancestors, to the Druids. In fact, Tara, for a few thousand years, now I'm not a Druid and I maybe get, you know, this is not exact. Um, I don't have exact timelines in relation to the information, but I do know that for thousands of years, um, the likes of Tara was only accessible to the, the High King or the Druids. And um, you had to have like 19 years training to become a Druid. It was all it was all word of mouth. There was nothing ever written down. Um, so they would be very aware of the, the certain important points in the year. Like recently we had the Elton there last week which was the symbolic point between the, the equinox, which is day and night are the same, to the summer solstice when you've got the, the longest day. And so Bialtana would have been, you know, the, the sign of summer. And it was an important, these were all important dates. And so on those dates, sacred ceremonies were carried out on the land over thousands of years. And just because uh, to that level and degree, it's not carried out at that to, to as much, the land holds the pattern or the frequencies of that. Um, and there are certain... Um, times when it's more kind of potent um, but because it was revered and seen as such an important place in our ancient calendar and still is um, we will often pick up that energy when we do meditation there even when we go for a walk there and there are many it's not I suppose the famous part places would be Tara, La Croix, you know um, uh, Ishnak and there are many many other sites but there are thousands of sites in the country that to a smaller level or, or, or scale that were used in such a way and even at home if you have somewhere that you regularly um, hold a, a vibration say for example you regularly meditate or you re you know you hold a certain intention every time you're there doing that will be held by wherever your own yeah yeah and and you build on that yourself so it's easier to sit down relax you'll have an association with a certain chair in a certain room where you sit there and you you let your mind clear you mindfully you know connect or whatever way you you go about it um so that's my own understanding yeah and like i i talk sometimes about the the ritual of meditation as well and the kind of the the bringing out like in my case i, I bring out some crystals i like candles and maybe some incense and each time you're doing something like that on a repetitive basis you're you're giving off your own vibration that that is being absorbed in, in it like i think when you yeah. i think for i think for to try and explain to people it's like when you walk into a house or a room and you just feel this warmth or this love straight away mm. and um yeah. it's yeah. like it, there may be no one in that in the room at the time but you, you feel that that kind of glow and that love and um it's a, it's, a, it's a beautiful beautiful thing and i know that um unfortunately because of the covid restrictions over the last year that you you haven't been practicing in um in groups obviously in in tara yeah. but you did manage to um i i, I went online some, you went some online but you did yeah. you did some meditations from uh from tara online for people yes. as well and um i did they can you tell me about the, the move to online and how you found it well, that, it, yeah, it was really interesting, actually, because in December 2019, I um, 
I made a very strong intention that I was going to transition online, that it wasn't going to like I was going to have both online and in-person classes. It was something I always wanted to try. So I was looking for people to help me at that point coming into January. And in the background, you've got COVID and everything else going. So I kind of was lucky that I was already of the mindset. that This was something I wanted to do and I was prepared for it. So um, it was very scary. I have to be honest with you, because um it's not like I would never have been in front of a camera before. I would never have, normally my classes, you know, you might get 20, you could get 24 into, into Tara, or you could get a little bit more into Lucan. Um, and I, you know, I know, I knew my class and they, they were, I was very lucky. They were beautiful. Tara and the Lucan crew were like, they, they were amazing people. And I know, knew them very well. I was very comfortable being myself. And suddenly there I am online. Yeah. <laughs> and I just absolutely terrified. I remember the first few times, the first class I did was the new moon I was around the 24th 25th of March last 2020 and I'm sitting in Tara and I'm so shaky but I'm actually shaking like a leaf and I'm about to go online and all I wanted to do was run out the door <laughs> I just wanted to disappear oh I know I that so feeling so terrified. well <laughs> oh my god and then we went on and I, I just don't know how I, I continued. All these people were there and I was like, oh God, it's wanted to die. Well, I got mm-hmm. through it anyway. And yeah. I suppose practicing every week now, I'd be, I'm running my an online, um, an online weekly class and I do all my teachings and I do all the workshops I brought everything online. It's actually worked out really well, Stephen. Yeah. It took a long time for that to be so because I had to learn so much about yeah. uploading and downloading, <laughs> <laughs> editing. I'm doing all the things that Debbie doesn't do very well, but I did, yeah. So eventually we got there, yeah. And now, and now there's a beautiful community um all around the world yeah. that that, yeah, that love yeah. it. It's um, we have yeah, it's it's amazing. People from it, yeah. No people, Australia, Canada, all over Eastern Europe. Um, a lot of a lot a lot of a uh, thank God a lot of my uh, my class from Tara and Lucan they've all come on board as well. Brilliant. So every week I alternate like um it's ten a.m. tomorrow and it'll be seven p.m. next week. So every week I do a live class and then I record it so it's Brilliant. available for everybody who's on, uh, who's with me. Yeah, and yeah. I, great. Uh, on a personal level, I would highly highly recommend uh, Debbie's um, meditations. They actually, if you look up Insight Timer. Um, there is a few of your meditations on that as well. If anybody wants yeah. a sample of, of, of any any of the meditations are absolutely Thank brilliant. Um, yeah, my name Deborah. I have a de- the, the official Deborah Boyle name on, <laughs> <laughs> on Inside Timer. Yeah, I've only got one of my albums up from um, 2014. I put it up on Inside Timer. Yeah, yeah it's, so it's a, it's like, it, it, is, it is absolutely beautiful. And do you know, it's something that um, came to mind, actually, as, as you were talking about that, and I was thinking about you um, sitting there so nervous and but one yeah. thing we've always talked to your classes about is about bringing in your your team of angels and that, yeah. that team that protect you and help you and i'm sure that they they would have helped you through through oh, those first first few times can you tell me about the team of angels that yeah and how they, how they've helped you and i know this is this is a kind of probably a deeper conversation that people that don't know much about angels so maybe kind of a, a high level so for people that, that might know much about yeah if, yeah so um, I, I, as I said, I started doing the meditation um, and I became aware of angels and it was something that was very new to me. It wasn't something I ever consciously worked with. Um, and I realized that um, every time I would sit down, I, I, I started, I, I would see colors. So I'm, I'm now a lot more than that. But at the beginning, colors is how 
I was aware that there was another vibration or energy, a beautiful green or a purple, um, just, just depending. Um, and a lot of people who meditate actually would see colours, just, just as a side note. And people have different interpretations. But for me, I very strongly got my intuition told me or had an inner awareness that they were angels. And so I work with them all the time. And um, what I have found is if, if you can imagine um it's like you have an invisible team of loving beings that are there. They angels evolve by serving humanity. So when you invoke them or call them, they always come in and they're so delighted because you're supporting their evolution as much as your own. Every single person in the world, whether you're aware of it or not, or even you've never even consciously considered this, every single person has at least one, if not two, four, six, how many are guardians, like beings that will always stay with you no matter what. And even when you feel abandoned or alone, they are never, ever, they're always there. They're always, always there. And oftentimes when we're very lost or very wounded or very scared, we forget that they're there and we forget to ask. And this is when I would say, um, this is when you put it out there, uh, just you, you just something simple like my guardian angel, can you please come in now and help? Or can you show me, shine a light through me? Or can you shine your light of protection or whatever way you want? I, when I'm teaching the class, I'll always say, if someone wants to you know, work with their angels, um, ask them to shine the light around the right parking place when you go shopping or, you know, to have an inspiration about something or to see a new perspective. Um, they won't interfere with your free will. This is not something that they could ever possibly do, but they certainly will support you and help you to make life easier. And, and one way of knowing it's an angel, if you've invoked um, an angel, one thing I always say is call an angel three times because three is a very powerful universal number. And when you invoke anything by the power of three, that is what will connect with you. It's a very protected number. It gives you a sense of peace. And a calling sign that an angel has been with you, there's a few different um, signs, but one of them would be uh, uh, having a sense of it being a lot lighter, brighter and optimistic, feeling a lot better than you did beforehand. Angels will only ever leave you feeling a love, a sense of peace, a sense of purpose or whatever it would be. They'll all, you'll always feel better after you've invoked the angels. And some people often will get tingling in their hands or a lovely color behind their eyes. Or one of the most um, well-known signs would be a sense of peace that washes through you or a sense of everything is going to be okay. That just the feeling of being held. Some people get lovely smells, uh, an unexpected smell of uh, roses or whatever it would be, um, could be a calling sign that your guardian or, or a particular archangel. Because another thing everyone has whether people are aware of it or not, is we have archangels that are dedicated to, to us, to our evolution, to, you know, that, that we're very linked to. And um, some of you may know their names, some don't. You know, you don't need to know. You just need, I would suggest, just knowing that you're loved and that you're always protected and supported. And no matter what, they're always by your side. And that's very reassuring as well. It is. It's it's beautiful, beautiful. Know that that there is that energy um out there to just to look after us. And yeah. um, it's funny when you mentioned parking. I just smiled away. We we've had this um this parking angel we always call and uh, in our house whenever we're going. And it actually has happened so many times. And we just we just think it's coincidence. But in in the house that we say, oh, yeah. just, we'd love the parking angel can just get us a spot now just beside here and. Out of nowhere, someone pulls out like magic. It's, yeah, it's just like yeah, magic. I love that. Yeah, it's just uh, and anyone that's a, <laughs> that knows about the, the law of attraction, it's the same type of thing where we yeah. send out that yeah. beautiful energy and it, it comes back to us and like that. Exactly. And um, 
Definitely, I, I was going to talk about that. There's many other like forms of, of, of different types of meditation and that I know that, that you do. And um, for any, anyone who's been to any of your classes, you know about setting your tensions and um, yeah. how that can, that can manifest. Um, can you tell me, um, I, I don't, I wasn't going to touch deeply on, on different types of meditation, but there's, I know yeah. you, you always do um, like a, like a, a chakra type uh, kind of clearing oh, and yeah. healing and yeah. just about the importance maybe of that and um, how that yeah, fits I, in. Thank, thank you, Stephen. Yeah, I always start my classes or my workshops with um, a meditation that will, we focus basically, it's a meditation to release tension, stress or fear. And oftentimes when we're in our lives and there's a lot going on and sometimes we're so strong um, that we're not aware that we're carrying so much of our own worries or fears. Something may have gotten in under our skin. Some of these words may have hurt us. And we're just continuing to go forward regardless of that. And, you know, we're, um, so when I, the first meditation I do, be it in the weekly classes or any of the courses, is dedicated to releasing anything within you and around you that is unnecessarily you know, holding you in a space that is not love or, or peace. And so I'd always um, we'll, I'd do a guided meditation where we invite your team because everyone has the team. As I said, everyone has a team around them and they're amazing. And they only they're dying to get. No, that's not the right word. They're, they're loving to get in beside you. You know, they really want to help and support. And so you imagine a visualization where you're breathing light into every part of your body, starting normally at the top of the head, through the crown chakra and through. And I, I speak and I try and explain it in a way that if you've never worked with chakras before, that doesn't matter because we'll go through the body. I'll, I'll explain it as we go. And it means that uh, um, after this meditation, you're in a position to be more focused on what it is that you want to work on. So normally in the classes, what I find really important is we will write our intentions. This is not shared, but it's something that's important because often we are wandering through life and sometimes we aren't aware of having any, um, we don't really aren't focusing on our goals or we're finding ourselves in situations as opposed to manifesting them. And so we're not really going where we want to go. We're just dealing, we're firefighting. We're just dealing with where we're at. And so when you have an opportunity to very clearly allow your heart or allow yourself to connect with, well, where am I going? What is it that needs to be addressed in my life? What is my heart yearning to experience? And you've done the meditation. So you're nice and clear and aware and able as much as you can to do this. Then we do a guided visualization. And within that, it's like, you can focus fully on what it is that you want to focus on. And if that's something that you need to let go of, even if that feels impossible or something that you want to bring in, even if that feels impossible, you can just allow yourself to communicate with your healing team, with your own higher self and let whatever frequencies, vibrations and energies that you want to allow to support you to come forward. And it's very, very potent. Um, and like, so some people that would, you know, many people work with our guardian angels. Some people work with the archangels. Some people will have a specific um, ascended master or saint or whatever it would be that they want to call in and you, whatever you need to do. But it's very potent um, when you consciously, and you don't have to do it like, as I just explained, but just giving yourself a time, even if it's, even if it's just once a week, although I would love um, to see everyone doing even 20 minutes a day, because the difference in this world, if that were to be so, but it can have an impact, a tremendous impact upon your life because you're, you're consciously bringing your awareness to something that isn't really working for you or, or that is, and you're, you're allowing more energy to flow towards it. So it's really helping the process of manifestation. So I find it really, really good. Yeah. That is amazing. The, um, 
it's it's just a, it's it's a, it's beautiful. And as I listen to you, I can I'm just brought back to you. Just listen to you in your classes and that mm-hmm. that energy that just just flows. It's it's absolutely beautiful. And um, oh, thank you. One thing actually, and I, I mentioned earlier on about um, before we actually we started recording about how uh, I love that as as teachers actually as well that it's very important that we um, we cleanse our own energy. And I know you've oh, talked God, about yeah. before that. Um, as we're, as we're teaching people and there's a lot of energy released from uh, that mm. you you've and I know this is pre, in pre-COVID times that you would often um, take time out um, to yeah. uh, and I think it was it was a Kerry that you, you had a, a beautiful yeah. fondness for can you tell me about that and, yeah. and, and the, the, the need to kind of protect oh, as a teacher important. to protect your own energy as well it's so important um what I've learned is you can only bring someone uh, as long as far as you've gone yourself and on many occasions, when I'm in a process of going through something, integrating a learning or maybe a challenge in my own life, um, I'll often have the experience of having a person with similar experiences walking into my healing, into the healing room or into the classes and sit down in front of me. And I'm like, oh, there's no hiding. So you really <laughs> have to be mindful. Oh, there's no escaping yourself. Like, yeah. So I will all, I will do a number of things regularly. And over COVID online, I have uh, like I book a, a professional healing twice a month. Um, so that was online in the last few like since March last year um, but up into that in person I will go for counselling uh, regularly that has been twice a month since Covid as well and then when pre-Covid times um, myself and two professional healer friends of mine every six weeks we went away we unplugged the phones went switched off we went to my friend's beautiful house down in Castle Gregory in Kerry and we'd go down there and we would just walk the beach we would talk, we would eat good food, we would do healings, um, we would just really and truly reconnect back in and just, you know, have, just let it, let ourselves rest, rejuvenate. And it's vital. It's absolutely because there's no, you're not good, any good to anyone if you're going to let yourself get burnt out or if, if you're caught up in your own stuff. And in times when I have been caught up, like things, you know, like anybody else, I have my own life experiences and challenges and things are not always a bed of roses. I'll always get extra healing coming in there, extra support. It's often those times as well when I'm allowing myself, as other teachers would, to support themselves, um, that when that person walks in the door carrying a similar experience to you or going through their own stuff, you, you when you're being supported, when you're allowing yourself to look after yourself, and that's really important to know when you step back and stop the work for a while or when you can continue but it's times when you can you do continue and you're being supported and continuing that really the healing that happens is, is very very potent because it not only supports the person that you're working with but you're also receiving something from it so it's really really powerful wow. so it is. it's 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 amazing and I, I think it's an important message for because there is there's a lot of teachers that would listen yeah. to the podcast as well just just to know to just just give themselves time as well that um, oh you have to, it's, yeah. uh, we we try and i think i think it's a natural kind of with empaths as well that that a lot of teach that they constantly want to, to help other people but it's it's really important it's that we right. take that time just for ourselves and uh, just to suit our own our own our own feelings and debbie i, I could talk to you all day and i i love our <laughs> conversation but there is a question i have to ask because i've asked this is our 25th episode and i've asked all oh. 24 people the one question yeah. and it's the, the, the podcast is about mindful living and it's about living mindfully. Yeah. So if I say the phrase um, mindful living to you, what does that mean in your journey and in your life? Thank you, Stephen. Well, basically, it means being present in my own for myself 
um, as much as possible or as like, uh, yeah, as much as I can be. Um, and just observing whatever's happening around me without, um, how would I say, without being aware of being any of my triggers and being aware of as of as everything is around me and knowing what's mine and knowing what is somebody else's and just being at peace with that as much as possible so I suppose that would be my answer in relation to that wow a beautiful answer a beautiful answer Debbie I'm sure after listening to this there will be many people wanting to contact you and um about about your your own meditations and how what's what's the best way for people to connect with you Oh, thank you, Stephen. Well, I have a website called angelicconnections.ie um, and you can contact me through then. I'm on Facebook as well, Debbie Boyle Angelic Connections and on Instagram and on LinkedIn. And if they wanted to give me an email, it's debbie at angelicconnections.ie. You can drop me a line that way um, and I would love to hear from you. Yeah, be very, very welcome. Anyone who wants to contact me, please do. And what are you, I have a show notes page that I post the episode on each week and I will have all of those links on the show notes. So if you go to mindfulliving.guide, you'll see all of those links as well uh, to Debbie. Debbie, thank you as always. I just, like I said at the start, I just love your energy. I love just speaking away thank to you, you and you Stephen. can just see how it just, the, the love for what you do just flows out. And um, I'm really hope that people that have listened to this episode will get something from it. And uh, I wish you the absolute best and every success in the future as well. Thank you, Stephen. Thank you very much for having me on here. And you've gorgeous energy yourself, so you have. <laughs> but thank you. I, I was I very much appreciated and I'm honoured to be here with you. And thank you so much. Thank you so, so much for being on the Mindful Living Guide. But for now, I'm Stephen Downey and this has been the Mindful Living Guide. So that is our episode with Debbie Boyle. And as you can tell from our conversation, I just love Debbie's energy and her love for everything that she does. She is an amazing person and I'm honoured to have her on the podcast. And uh, just to say that um, one thing Debbie remind me afterwards is that it's angelicconnections.ie that uh, there is also an angelic connections in Australia. So we don't want to send you to Australia just yet. And uh, also, as I was saying at the start of the podcast, this is our last episode for a number of weeks. Um, I will be coming back in the summer, but I'm taking my own advice and I am taking a break for a while because sometimes we need to just regroup, re-energize and... Um, that's what I'm going to be doing for the next few weeks. I've had a, a busy, we've had, this is the 15th episode in a row uh, since we started back at season two. So um, I've loved every moment of it and loved meeting all those those guests and the, the amazing feedback that I've gotten from everybody uh, for the podcast. We're approaching 4,000 uh, listeners uh, already in a, a podcast that's only a few months old is phenomenal and it's all down to you. So listen, thank you so much and I'm looking forward to being back in the summer. But for now, I'm Stephen Downey and this has been The Mindful Living Guide. <music>